You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Weatherburn, our vet, is here. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Declan. And you can find Pete working away with the animals of County Wicklow in Brave Vet on Old Connor with a separate place for the cats. That's in it. there as well. Fair You've play got it. You've got it. <laughs> How's good? Is uh, people getting back to normal in, in the practice? Yes, what? yes. The routines are starting again. Actually, on Sunday, something interesting is happening. We're having a pet first aid course um, at Brave Vets. It's, it's, bas- it's a new idea, and it's a Canadian first aid instructor who's doing it. She's done loads of these courses in Canada, and she's now visiting Ireland and doing one here. So she basically starts at 9 in the morning, goes right through to 7 in the evening. She takes people through all sorts of basic stuff about what to do if your pet gets into trouble, like if they have difficulty breathing, if they take a poison, if they get a cut. So it's not for everybody, but some folk are really passionate about their animals. They treat them like their children, and they really want to be absolutely sure they can do everything possible for them if there are any signs of trouble. So if people like that, it's a great idea. And if anybody wants to know more about it, my, my uh, the Pete the Vet Facebook page has got details as to how you can find out. So that's, yeah. that's something a bit different. But I mean, people will become amateur vets then. Is that right? Well, well I, th- I think it's more that they'll understand when they need to call the vet rather than just panicking and not knowing what to do. And they'll also, while they're waiting for, for, for to reach the vet, they'll be able to do the right thing. Um, you know, if you do the wrong thing with a poisoned animal, you can cause harm. Uh, and the same in many other situations. So it's really about teaching people the basics of how animals' bodies work and how best to help them if there is any sign of trouble. And it's, so, it's the sort of minor things like that, isn't it? Yes, they're not trying to take the place of vets. They're trying to help animal, teach people how to help animals before they reach the vet. And that can be life-saving stuff that, that can happen. Right down to CPR of dogs and cats, which seems a bit strange um, when you think about, um, um, you know, you're not going to do mouth-to-mouth, are you? But what are you going to do? So this lady knows all that sort of Very stuff. Good. She's not a vet, but she's learned all the stuff that you need yeah. to know to be able to teach first aid effectively. Like I say, it's that Brave Vest and Old Connacht and Bray, and it's on all day on Sunday. Right. There was an article yesterday in the Irish Independent and uh, it was a similar article to this time last year in the Independent about cruelty to Mm. animals in the country and they were highlighting various things like uh, you know um, cats being tortured and was a cat beheaded or something in Cork but there Mm. was actually two uh, horses being killed by axe in Wicklow. It just shows oh, you some dear. of the people who live in Wicklow. It's terrible. Terrible. Um, you know, some of our neighbours would actually mm. contemplate that. Mm. Um, absolutely, you know, appalling. <laughs> so, but the, the the person who's in, in quoted in the article was saying, if, if people do this to animals, uh, you better watch out because they could extend it to humans. Yes, there's, there's evidence that that happens. Every single serial killer in jail in the States started their career of psychopathic killing on animals. They practiced on animals first. And there's a theory that once you pass the threshold of of injuring and torturing and killing a sentient being, once you do that with an animal, it's only a much smaller threshold to cross um, to do it to a human. You've already you've already looked into an animal's eyes while you see them suffer and you kind of go, yeah, I can do that. So maybe I can do that to humans too. So that's one of the big reasons why it's strongly argued that animal welfare should be more highly prioritised in our education system in particular. And I know last year um, Dundee set up uh, an animal welfare curriculum which was up 
which was taken up by the Educate Together schools. And I think it'd be great if they could extend... It's a great curriculum. It's just the basics of understanding that animals feel pain and fear mm. and suffering, just like we do, and that we have a duty to look after their needs, just as we look after uh, um, human needs. And a call... Uh by the ISPCA to have animal welfare in primary schools as yeah. part of the subject. And that, that would be that would be an obvious thing. So, if children then grow up knowing that 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 you know the animals are sentient creatures just like humans are, they're far less likely to to be so abusive to them. Yeah, um, it, I, I don't know. I just don't know what the mentality of some people. Well, they just—it's—it's—it's sort of it's, it's like a mental leap. They they don't make the connection that animals suffer and they just treat animals like objects like entertaining objects and they don't um they just don't guess it basically so they need to be taught to get it from an early stage that's the best way out of this it's too late to punish people afterwards that's what everybody always calls for is you know serious sentences to de- to de- to deter people and yes that's part of it but it's not the only answer the better answer is to stop people from doing it in the first place by teaching them yeah, and it's it's mm. kids, you know, and kids think it's a bit of a laugh. And mm. we're only talking about certain kids, and you know, I, I'm conscious there when I say, you know, it just shows you about some people in County Wicklow. This might have been just two people in Wicklow who behaved like this, two separate incidents, mm. of axing a horse to death. I mean, what's mm. that about? It's, Do you understand it's, that? It's, I can't understand at all. I, I just don't know how anybody could even consider doing anything like that. It's beyond, beyond me, I just I have, I have no idea terrible stuff what should uh, pet owners be doing at this time you know for is is it fleas and worms and whatever well that's an ongoing thing really um i mean i I think the most important thing is to uh, two things really have a good daily routine for your pet so so you include enough exercise and entertainment for them and so you feed them well and you know so they have good quality lives but also do make sure you have a once yearly check from your vet now you don't need necessarily to have all the vaccines every year. That that that's a theory that's been disproved now. But some dogs do need some vaccines every year, um, and all dogs do need some level of parasite control to make sure they stay healthy, and uh, uh, and the humans in their house stay healthy. Now, what exactly is needed depends on the individual circumstances. So that's why you should go to your vet for a once yearly checkup. And there'll always be a few issues with you that are going on with your pet, whether it's teeth that are in trouble or whether it's nails that you wonder should they be clipped there's always some stuff but as well as that the vet will be able to advise you what you need to do to make sure that your pet stays healthy again it's the old story that prevention is better than waiting till there's a crisis and trying to cure it and often small tweaks before there's a crisis are enough to put off the crisis and that's really what people should be aiming at Right. Uh, one uh, little uh, uh, story here that I want to mention, but it's not little, obviously, to the family themselves. The owners of five Dachshun puppies were stolen from their home near Avoca earlier in the week. They've appealed to the public for help. This is a story on wicklownews.net. Uh, three of the pups are chocolate and tan in colour, and two are black and tan. And the owners have offered a reward and asking anybody with information to come forward. Do you know what age the pups were? Uh, uh, f- f- newborn, five dash young puppies. Very young, in, very yeah. young. Gosh, that's shocking. Um, pet theft is an increasing issue, unfortunately, um, because people recognise that there's a, a value to animals, especially puppies can be sold, um, but also older pets can be stolen and then um, the owners can, can can be extorted to get money off them under the guise of a 
reward. And unfortunately, there's some sects of the population have decided that this is a good way of making money. And it puts people through the emotional, I don't know, just torture, really. Because, like I've said, for a lot of people, their pet is like part of their family. So for th it's like literally having one of your family members stolen and they're held to ransom. And, you know, pe people are, are sent threats that their animals are going to be hurt if they don't pay up and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, unfortunately... It's quite a new thing, and, and the guards have got loads of priorities, so it's quite difficult to get the guards sometimes to take this as seriously as they should do. But for the people involved, it's devastating. Um, the best thing, best answer, I think, would be for the guards to have a dedicated dog theft unit. That wouldn't take a huge amount of resources. It would just mean basically making sure that the people who deal with it are used to dealing with a specific problem because the needs... And they get the inside track on intelligence stuff. And that, that kind sort of, of stuff. Yeah. And they'd make sure that the word spreads to different guard stations around the country and, um, you know, they, they, would, they would just be far more efficient at solving the problem rather than at the moment it's just left to individual guards and individual stations across the country. And if you only have to deal with a, a stolen dog once every three or four years, you know, it's quite difficult to know the best approach to solving the crime. Um, like in everything in life, specialisation helps an awful lot. You get experience and intelligence, which makes it much easier for you to deal with it effectively. And that's really what the guards should be doing. Yeah, there was a boxer stolen as well in Mullingham. Mm. Well. A box called Finn was stolen yeah. about, I think about five or six weeks ago now. And, you know, the owners have, been, have had anonymous phone calls um, looking for a ransom. And um, they've also, there's been all sorts of terrible things happening to those poor owners because once the word gets out that, that somebody might be prepared to come up with some money, well, of course, you can have people just saying, well, well, I've got the dog, and you don't know if they have got the dog, and, and, and they can start looking for money. And so, like I say, it's a terribly upsetting um, time for people, um, and so far there's no sign of, 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 um, of that particular dog, of Finn. I would say for most, everybody out there, first of all, make sure you get your animals microchipped. They should be microchipped by law anyway. Um, those puppies possibly were just a bit too young to be microchipped, but they should be done as soon as possible. And as well as that, treat your, your pets, treat your dogs as valuable properties. You wouldn't leave a wallet stuffed with a thousand quid in your in your garden for everybody to see, would you? So don't leave your dog there, because somebody can look over the wall, see a dog, think, I could get a reward if I took that dog. They just take the dog, and that's it. You're in trouble then. Yeah, just on another side, and uh, our uh, news uh, journalist, uh, Rebecca O'Connor, she lost her dog uh, before Christmas time, because mm -hmm. the dog scaled a huge wall, almost a prison wall, and got out and start wandering around oh, no. and they couldn't find it but uh, eventually they did after not quite giving up but close to the edge of mm. giving up on it and f several weeks later they found the dog having scavenged around a quarry and wow. whatever wow. and uh, came out onto uh, a busy road where people noticed that it wasn't in great shape or whatever mm. and mm. you know were able to report it and the dog was recovered but the yeah, dog right. itself went missing Right, know? yeah. Well, there is a, the, um, one thing I've been talking about recently is you can now get attachments for dogs' collars that tell you where your dog is at any time of day or night. And what it also does is it sets a geometric fence so that if you're, uh, you know, like a virtual fence, so if your dog does escape from your garden, let's say, you'll be sent an immediate text to your phone saying, your dog's escaped. Now, obviously, the far better thing is to make sure your garden is, is, is impossible to escape from, but dogs can do miraculous 
um, things sometimes, such as Rebecca's dog clearly managed to get out of a, uh, over a very high wall. So if, if you think your dog may be prone to escaping, certainly one of these um, attachments to your collar is a great idea. You can also get special versions of that which are impossible to remove. So if you're worried about your dog being stolen, you can put one around your dog's neck, which won't be able to be removed. So the person may take your dog, but you'll be able to find them immediately by going to Google Earth and looking, there's my dog. That's exactly <laughs> where they are, you know? So okay, very good. There are things that can be done. All right, Pete Weatherburn, that's a Canadian uh, person given the, the first aid course. Spot. Yeah. Uh, first aid course, Brave Vet on Sunday. Um, if you want to know more, go to the, the either the Brave Vet or the Pete the Vet Facebook page and all the information as to how to how to get registered is there. Very good. Okay. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Thank good morning to you. Happy New Year to you. Pete Weatherburn, our vet.